Hello and welcome to Wellbeing. I'm Dr. Virginia Reid and today in the studio to discuss a novel therapy in the field of neuroscience, I have Dr. Angelo Alonso, who is currently Research Coordinator to the Transcranial Direct Current Stimulation, I still find that an absolute mouthful, TDCS as it's commonly referred to, at the Sydney Neurostimulation Centre in the School of Psychiatry at the University of New South Wales and the Black Dog Institute. Welcome Angelo. Hi, good morning. So, Angela, how did you come to be the coordinator? How did you get into your current position? Uh, my background is in psychology. Um, so my undergraduate was uh, in psychology and I did a postgraduate degree in cognitive psychology. So it was a very uh, sort of research-based and quite uh, theoretical. And um, although I enjoyed research, I wanted something that had more uh, sort of practical application. So um, after I finished my PhD, I had a stint of uh, teaching psychology in China. And when I returned to Australia, I sort of segued into um, my current role at the at the Black Dog Institute um, in clinical trial research of um, emerging brain stimulation techniques for depression, one of which is uh, TDCS. If we could just explain what TDCS is and where it fits in the schema of transcranial stimulation techniques, which are really an evolving, rapidly evolving field, aren't they? Yeah, so I guess the most common um, transcranial stimulation technique that people would be aware of is uh, electroconvulsive therapy. Uh, so that's been around uh, since the 1930s. Um, still hands down the most effective treatment for uh, especially treatment-resistant depression and severe depression. But uh, in the past few decades, there have been newer forms of uh, transcranial um, electrical stimulation, um, such as transcranial magnetic stimulation, which has been currently uh, recently approved as a treatment for depression in Australia. Uh, it's also approved in a number of other countries like the USA and uh, Israel. And there's also transcranial direct current stimulation, or TDCS, um, and this is, uh, th these forms of stimulation are much milder than uh, ECT. Um, transcranial magnetic stimulation uses a magnetic pulse to stimulate the brain, uh, whereas direct current stimulation uses uh, a mild electrical current. Um, they both target the same part of the brain that tends to be affected uh, when people are depressed. So by um, altering the excitability in those parts of the brain, uh, it's meant to uh, alleviate the depressive symptoms. Um, at the moment, there are no head-to-head -head trials that are directly compared uh, electroconvulsive therapy to TMS or, T or to TDCS. Um, but from what we've seen, um, TMS and, and TDCS is, is mainly being trialed for people with uh, sort of at least a, a moderate uh, to marked depression, but people with um, quite severe depression, uh, if they were referred for um, uh, some form of electrical uh, therapy, would most likely be referred to, uh, to ECT. So currently that's where sort of these novel brain stimulation techniques are placed um, in terms of uh, a treatment for depression. There are newer, newer studies as well trying to see whether combining them with uh, other existing treatments for depression like medications or uh, cognitive behaviour therapy could also be, be effective. And are there any trials comparing them to 
current therapeutic regimes, pharmacological regimes? Yeah, yeah, not many. Uh, there have been two so far. Um, one compared uh, direct current stimulation to uh, SSRI, uh, sertraline, which is a serotonin, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor. SSRIs are probably, um, you know, if, if people were referred for uh, medication, an SSRI would probably be the most, um, the, the first class of uh, drugs they'd be, um, they'd be given. Um, so this trial uh, compared an sertraline to receiving DCS alone, and also they compared uh, to another condition where um, participants got both sertraline and also um, the TDCS. And what that study found was that a combination of sertraline and TDCS, TDCS was the most effective compared to just receiving either, either of them alone or receiving a placebo. Um, they also found that uh, both uh, DCS, TDCS alone or receiving sertraline alone were also more effective than receiving uh, a placebo. But they didn't find um, a significant difference between um, receiving sertraline by itself compared to TDCS by itself. How long did they look, though, for changes? How long did they look for efficacy? Uh, so this trial gave um, TDCS on a, or sertraline or a combination of, of both on a daily basis, on a, every weekday for two weeks, and then they uh, followed them up two weeks and also a month after that. So that was the the length of time for um, for that particular study. Mm. Would, would it be fair to say, though, that um, what you're hoping for, I suppose with both those therapies, but most people have the impression that once they go off their antidepressants, they're going to get mm. uh, their, their medication, they're going to get, become unwell again. Um, I think there's some pretty good studies to say that that isn't the case, but always, but... Uh, are there studies that look at the long-term effects of TDCS or is it too new? We've followed up people for three months and um, six months after finishing our trials. Um, the longest we've followed up people for was uh, 12 months after finishing our trials. And some people have stayed well for at least 12 months after finishing, and uh, even longer than that when we follow, follow them up more uh, informally. Um, but it, it does, the, I, I guess, the, the, the length of benefit that people receive from TDCS does vary from person to person. So um, some people might have um, a, a great response and stay well for quite a long time, whereas others might have initially a good response and then start dipping um, later on. Um, and some people might not even have a, a response at all after an acute treatment. So it does vary from person to person, but I, I guess with any any treatment for depression, whether it's uh, medications or, uh, or or CBT or even ECT, um, a person's history of, of depression, uh, so the, the chronicity of their episodes and also the number of depressive episodes is often a good predictor of um, their likelihood of um, experiencing depression again, even after they've responded to to a treatment. Okay. So you're in the throes of doing a study. Yeah, yes. But there have been some studies previously done using TDCS for the treatment of depression? 
is it worth the time and effort? Because it is a, a reasonable expenditure of time and effort, isn't it, on the patient's behalf to have the therapy? Yeah, so um, the earliest trials of, of DCS, the modern trials of DCS, um, started in around the 1960s, but the more the more recent trials of DCS have really been around for around the past uh, sort of 10 years. And these are uh, sort of randomized uh, controlled trials where they're comparing receiving DCS to receiving sort of a, a sham form of, of TDCS. Um, it is quite a time commitment. So our, our clinical trials um, that are conducted here at the Black Dog Institute uh, typically take um, a commitment of coming every weekday for at least four weeks. Um, the first four weeks is what's called a, a sham controlled phase or a, a placebo controlled phase where people um, could be randomized to receiving the real treatment or not at all. Uh, but after that, uh, they, they're offered an additional four weeks of open-label treatment of guaranteed uh, TDCS treatment. So it is quite a, a time commitment. Um, but it's a time commitment that, that many people are actually, we've found, are actually prepared to, to make. Um, and, and people have benefited from TDCS. So we've had people with quite marked um, depression um, who haven't responded to um, other treatments like like medications have a have a very good response to TDCS. So from what we've seen, it it, it is looking to be quite a, a promising uh, treatment option for for depression. It's not to say that it's going to replace any of the established treatments out there, but it could offer um, another treatment option for people where who might not benefit from medications, for example, or might not tolerate the side effects they, they get from, from medications, even though they might receive some benefit. The previous trials that have been done, though, have shown that it is worth pursuing this as an ongoing treatment and research area. Yeah, yeah. So uh, there have been, I'd say, maybe around sort of eight uh, randomised controlled trials held in the past 10 years. And um, there have been a number of um, meta-analyses sort of combining the results from all these trials to see uh, if in combination they, they point towards um, TDCS being a promising treatment for depression. And they've all uh, indicated that TDCS is significantly more um, effective than receiving uh, a placebo or receiving a sham form of TDCS. Um, but uh, at the moment, it's still unknown what are the optimal uh, stimulation parameters. Um, so whether it's worth increasing the current intensity or uh, increasing the duration of the, the session or increasing the number of sessions um, or, or even changing the, the electrode positioning, um, all those things are unsettled yet. Uh, so the, the current research uh, is looking uh, to see whether changing some of those parameters could make it more effective. Mm. So I suppose with all of those, I mean, people are still somewhat nervous, aren't they, of electroconvulsive therapy because there's a rumour, although it's probably quite accurate, uh, that it can cause brain destruction, neural tissue destruction. Yeah, brain destruction sounds quite 
It's probably too strong a word to use, um, but but yes, uh, there, there is a, a stigma with uh, ECT. I guess you know when, when at, at the mention of ECT, the first impression or the first picture that comes to people's minds is is, is one flew over the, the cuckoo's nest. But uh, ECT uh, has developed since then. Uh, even over the past decade, there are new forms of ECT that are that there are fewer side effects. Uh, I guess the most common concern people have with ECT is the effects on memory. Um, and there are newer forms of ECT being developed that have m- much fewer cognitive uh, side effects. And even with uh, you know people who have uh, cognitive side effects, uh, for, for a lot of people, uh, it is temporary. So you know, sometimes uh, we hear of people sort of not being able to recall things that have happened in the past or having sort of periods of their lives that are a bit patchy. Um, often it does come back, but uh, first for some people as well. Uh, that they feel like that they've never been able to sort of get back to where they were in terms of remembering uh, things in the past. But uh, that's also a concern that people come to us with when they inquire about TDCS. And uh, TDCS is uh, actually on the sort of opposite end of the spectrum of, um, in terms of brain stimulation techniques, it's on the opposite end of the spectrum to to ECT. So the, the sort of current used in ECT is around 400 times stronger than what we'd use for TDCS. For ECT, people are put under a general anesthetic, whereas in TDCS, uh, it's a completely painless uh, procedure. People are completely awake as well. Uh, the most common side effects are some itching or tingling or redness of skin during the stimulation um, underneath the on the scalp, underneath the electrodes. Uh, but these pretty much quickly go away, and there's no evidence to suggest that uh, TDCS could have any negative effects on memory or any other cognitive skills. Uh, there's actually evidence to the opposite, where it could possibly help with things like uh, verbal fluency and, and working memory. So those things have been studied post-stimulation as well yeah, as yeah, the so measures for treatment of depression? Yeah, so typically in our clinical trials we do we run a quite comprehensive uh, battery of cognitive tests uh, at the very start before people have TDCS sessions and then halfway through and then at the end. And uh, there's no indication at all that uh, TDCS could have any negative effects. And often um, some people actually report that they have uh, the, the biggest benefit they've received from from TDCS is is the actual improvement in um, in concentration and their ability to plan things and, and follow through with things. For some people, even more so than uh, improvements they've had in mood. We've run trials of TDCS for, I guess, for the past almost 10 years. And uh, from what we've seen over that time, it, it's looking to be a, a very well-tolerated technique. Mm, the published studies bear that out as well. Yeah, yeah. With, with depressed as well as healthy people, um, there's actually another sort of body of literature with, with TDCS that are more interested in or they're focusing on uh, the use of TDCS for, for cognitive enhancement um, with, with, with healthy people. Right. Those studies are published as well? Yeah. Right. Okay. So it's really, is it an emerging field because of our advances in technology, both in the ability to apply smaller currents, more directed currents, and also to measure the effect of those? Yeah, definitely. Um, so this, uh, so TDCS is much more focal compared to something like ECT. Um, so ECT pretty much stimulates the the whole brain, uh, whereas TDCS is um, uh, much more sort of localized. 
so so from that perspective uh we can more specifically target uh, certain areas of the brain that we're interested in in treating and also advances in um neuroimaging um have helped us to better understand the actual effects of uh, TDCS on the brain uh, rather than just uh sort of asking people questions about um what their impressions are um actually sort of measuring the physical changes in the brain as well as as a result of TDCS mm because there are physical changes on the brain as a result of depression aren't they well recognized there are um and it's quite a complex network of changes that occur in in depression um and we we TDCS because we can only put the electrodes uh, on the scalp we can only pretty much uh reliably target the areas of the brain that are sort of on on the surface they're on the the sort of cortex but then there are deeper structures in the brain that are also affected uh, in depression um some of them are underactive some of them are overactive so uh it, sometimes it's it's a a bit of a i guess uh you just have to sort of prioritize which which areas of the brain you think have the biggest sort of effect and try to try to target that uh with TDCS but uh, having said that there are, there are new developments in TDCS technology that are even more focal and uh possibly also better able to stimulate deeper uh brain structures so it's still pretty much a, a very sort of emerging and, and rapidly developing field it sounds like it so the initial assessment is not just verbal with the client it's actually looking at their functional brain scanning as well Yeah so we we actually uh we don't scan their brain ideally we it would be nice if we could uh do an MRI scan of their <laughs> brain MRI, but, um, yeah. in a in a research i guess without running clinical trials uh we have limited funds uh and MRI an MRI scan would be anywhere from a one off would be 750 to 1000 for half an hour but uh we measure um the brain excitability through changes in in muscle activity so we use EMG to measure changes in the excitability of the the muscle so one one sort of paradigm we use is to measure twitches in the finger as a result of brain stimulation to the part of the brain that that controls the the muscles in the finger so we measure the excitability there um at the start of the trial and then after people finish a course of TDCS to see whether the muscle activity is is more excitable and that uh, we found it to be to be more excitable after a course of TDCS so by these sort of physical measures we can see that um besides the sort of self report uh, information that people give there are also uh, quantifiable uh, physical changes as well right but those physical changes mean something for depression or just for yeah, brain yeah. function in general yeah yeah because for for TDCS uh, at least with the with the current uh sort of protocols we're targeting a part of the brain that tends to be underactive uh when people are depressed so we're trying to to stimulate activity in this part of the brain the particular part of the brain is uh not the part of the brain that controls the muscles but by measuring sort of activity in 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 the muscle it's meant to be like a, a proxy it's a surrogate yeah yeah a proxy measure for excitability in the rest of the brain and it's been proven to be an accurate one at least it correlates with um the the changes that the people also report uh the, the overall changes i mean with the people report in terms of um improvements in mood uh, after a course of tdcs right 
you almost need to be a neuroscientist to be able to discuss it. And do, do you find that your patients are on a fairly steep or your clients are on a fairly steep learning curve when they come initially? Yeah, um, often um, people come to us after they've done quite a bit of research already on, on TDCS. So we have uh, information of our trials on, on the Black Dog Institute website as well as a, a short video clip of what the procedure looks like. Um, often people are referred to us by their treating doctor who's already explained what TDCS is to them. So often people have a, a working um, sort of knowledge of TDCS um, and then we just sort of give more details about what it actually involves and what we think it's doing to the brain. Um, and that, it's, it's, you're, you're right that it's, you have to sort of always be a neuroscientist, but a, a lot of, um, I guess we're, we're working in the area of psychiatry, but there's a part of psychiatry that's sort of almost fusing with uh, neurology uh, because I guess not many generations ago when people thought of psychiatric illnesses like depression or, or schizophrenia, uh, people didn't really understand it as as a physical disease. Um, but now uh, with, with changes in or with improvements in, in brain imaging and, and, and neurology as well, uh, people are better able to understand the actual changes that underlie sort of disorders like depression and, and schizophrenia. Mm. And it seems to me that on, you know, reading of the literature that particularly with depression and anxiety, I suppose, you can actually alter your brain. Neuroplasticity tells us that, mm. you know, the way you think, etc., can alter your brain physically Yeah. on a, yeah, on a yeah. sort of very microscopic or sub-microscopic level, but it's yeah. important to yeah. reverse that, yeah. And it yeah. seems to yeah. me that perhaps these therapies are doing that. Yeah, I, people could start off with, um, you know, sort of social factors or, or stresses in their environment like employment or relationships, and that could cause sort of depressive symptoms. But then for, for a lot of people, you know, stresses come into our lives and we recover. But for, for some people, um, they don't seem to be able to, to snap out of it, and the, the stressor or the depression seems to take a life of its own, even after the stressor is gone. So with that sort of uh, with those sorts of changes, um, we believe that uh, that is reflected in in brain changes as well. So uh, people's concentration is affected, their ability to to plan and execute things, their motivation for to do things are also affected as well. And uh, we believe that's that's reflected in in changes in the brain. Um, even uh, sort of short term memory, working memory, people with depression uh, will often sort of say that they're much more forgetful. So those are the sorts of things that we're trying to restore through brain stimulation techniques like TDCS. So you're listening to Wellbeing and we're discussing newer transcranial electrical stimulation techniques. Seems like they've been around actually for a little while. With Dr Angelo Alonso from the Black Dog Institute, University of New South Wales. Angelo, the therapy itself is only available in limited sort of centres at the moment. Is that the case? Yeah, uh, and it's only available on a clinical trial basis. Uh, it's not yet an approved uh, treatment for depression anywhere in the world. Yeah. Um, and as far as I know, we're the only site uh, centre in Australia that's currently running trials of transcranial direct current stimulation. Yes, yeah, so, so people uh, would actually have to come to, to us uh, to participate in the trials. And us as Randbrook, Sydney? Yeah, yeah. Right. What's the time commitment for people? Uh, usually uh, it's 
at every weekday for at least four weeks. Usually it's 45 minutes a day for the actual TDCS session. Um, at the start of the study and at the end of the four weeks and also at the end of the open label phase, the sessions are a bit longer because we do some cognitive tests. We also do some questionnaires to assess uh, people's mood uh, at the start and as they progress through the trial. So uh, that could take an extra sort of 90 minutes uh, on those days. As I mentioned earlier, we also measure, uh, we do a, a protocol where we measure the excitability in their, their muscles, um, in their finger muscles before the trial and after the trial. And that also takes um, an extra couple of hours for that procedure. Right. So is it appropriate therapy for other than depression? People have have looked into other other applications uh, because TDCS is quite flexible. Um, it's applied through two electrodes uh, typically. So by putting the electrode on a different part of the brain, it could potentially uh, influence the, the behavior that that part of the brain is involved in. So it's actually been trialed for quite a myriad of other things uh, like uh, tinnitus, uh, even uh, smoke craving, right. um, people have tried it for, for stroke recovery, um, people have, are also trialling it as a treatment for mild cognitive impairment, but uh, as far as I know, uh, the most studied applications for TDCS is for depression and possibly followed by uh, stroke recovery. And uh, with things like tinnitus and smoke craving, uh, it's more more sort of one-off sort of studies as far as I'm aware. I think they've also tried it for auditory hallucinations in, in schizophrenia. But these are more sort of anecdotal one-off type reports at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Well, it sounds like it's a fairly difficult field to negotiate in terms of we're at the very, very beginning of its use, like we were with pharmacology when it first started to be used. Yeah, um, actually, uh, the first... Uh, sort of modern sort of trials of TDCS were around the 1960s. Uh, so these were not uh, sort of randomized controlled trials. Uh, people were just applying uh, even sort of lower uh, current intensities to patients in depressed patients in, in hospitals where they actually applied TDCS for, for quite a, a few hours at a time. Um, and people were just allowed to go about their normal day-to-day um, activities. And that those early studies held promise for, for TDCS as possibly an, an effective treatment. But then uh, antidepressants uh, became quite popular or uh, they became much more, I guess, more widespread from the 1970s onwards. And uh, I guess for, for a lot of people, it became, it's considered more convenient if you can just uh, take a medication for depression rather than walking around with this device. Uh, strapped to you, and I and uh, also at that time, uh, wonderful over the cuckoo's nest came out, so that also possibly could have influenced people's um, perception of anything, any any anything electrical that you'd apply to the brain. But uh, there's only been a resurgence in these transcranial electrical stimulation techniques, I guess, in the past 20 years, where people have started to realise where. Uh, even with antidepressant medications, a third of depressed people will still have no response, even after trialing four different antidepressant medications. 
and sometimes people who do take antidepressants they they can't tolerate the side effects so there's still quite a substantial proportion of uh, depressed patients who are not responding to current treatments and thus the need to look for other potential um, alternatives and uh, I guess there's with current treatments there's there's quite a big jump from uh, antidepressants and psychological therapy to something like ECT so sometimes we we get people uh, who've been referred to ECT by their doctor but um, have wanted to trial I guess a milder form of electrical stimulation like TDCS before they go on to consider um, ECT. Certainly, I can appreciate that. (laughs) Uh, So do people need a referral from their doctor to be in your trial? Uh, Not necessarily. So people can contact us directly. Okay, and how do they go about that? Uh, There's details on the website, blackdoginstitute.org.au, or they can call my number as well. And there's a section on uh, research trials, um, and in particular treatment trials, and details of our, our study are there, including um, a contact number for me and also um, an email address. Uh, so people can often contact us directly, and then we have an assessment process where we first uh, email a questionnaire for people to fill out, and then when we receive the responses, a psychiatrist in our team will look through it and then get back to them by email or phone regarding the rest of the assessment process. And uh, before people enter our trials, uh, the psychiatrist will also see them in person before they make a final decision about whether this sort of uh, technique could be potentially helpful. Because this is quite a commitment in terms of time. It is, it is. And uh, often um, there, there are people who are very interested, but because of work or, or other commitments that, or because they live too far away, uh, they're not able to come because uh, we're only open during normal business hours of 9 to 5. But we have had uh, people travel daily from Wollongong or from the Central Coast or from the Blue Mountains um, for our trials. Right. So the it is hoped that by researching this technique, in the long run you'll end up with something better than the pharmacotherapy the, or just as an alternative to pharmacotherapy. Possibly an an alternative or um, possibly uh, a treatment that can be given in combination with pharmacotherapy. Um, It's still early days and uh, often with with depression people can present with with the same symptoms but the actual underlying cause is different. So... It's often a case of trial and error for people to to find the the treatment that works best for them, whether it's um, a medication or or an electrical stimulation technique like this, or maybe a combination of both, or or psychological therapy or or ECT. Mm, It's very um, hopeful, though, isn't it? It's good to give people that hope. Yeah, it's very promising. Well, it's been a wonderful discussion. Thank you very much. And I think actually very, very helpful for people who are contemplating or don't even know about the transcranial stimulation techniques because I think that it is an evolving field, certainly. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Thank you very much for your time. Dr. Angelo Alonso from the Black Dog Institute, University of New South Wales. And from all of us here at Wellbeing, we'd like to say we wish you well.